Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. It's our time. We must rise up and no longer disparage. It's our time, church, to honor our heritage. We have a savior. He gave it all on the cross. We stand beside martyrs who counted nothing as lost. They took God's mysteries, opened them up for us. Stephen, John the Baptist, Bonhoeffer, Jan Hus. Surrounded by a cloud of witnesses above, it's now our turn to model his unending love. Our mission is one we cannot confuse, nor muddy up with some trite excuse. You say you're not well-versed, ready, or able. I think Moses even tried to use that fable. The time we have, it's now more urgent. If we should hear, well done, faithful servant. Yeah, church, it's our time. It's our time to confess the ways we're mangled, the sins and selfishness that have us entangled. Lust, greed, and pride, their path leads to the grave. Yet we return to our sins as if we're a slave. Can we survive in this putrid dead sea? I quote Paul, may it never be. So let's cast aside our individual leprosy and begin to leave a biblical legacy. There's a glorious prize awaiting to be won, and the way to win is to start to run. Let's lace them up and fight the good fight, become to the world both salt and light. Our life on earth is merely a vapor. Our chapter must move from pen to paper. So church, let's get to writing because it's our time. It's our time, church. We have what it takes to help the world from its slumber awake. To Jesus, we are his beautiful bride. Whom shall we fear with him on our side? We have each other, we are not alone. It's iron to iron in the combat zone. There's a promise of life full of adventure. As long as we give both talents and treasure, the workers are few, the harvest is plenty, with so many lives running on empty. Scores of people trying to cope, they've come to the end of their proverbial rope. Young eyes are wandering, looking for direction. Make sure we point them to his resurrection. The clock's ticking, we're on our dime. Hey church, rise up! It's our time. Amen. It is our time. If any time would be our time, I believe it's now. We've seen where our country's at. We see where the church in America is at. And we've got to remember that if we don't stand up, who will? Who's going to share the gospel message? We see where 
in our nation this past week, the people who did not get their way or whoever they may be, and I'm not here to put labels on anybody, but that they went about trying to push their agenda by force. We saw that this summer with different groups. The vandalization of police buildings. The taking over of a city by force. You're not doing what I want, so therefore, this is what I'm going to do. Do you think that we ought to react that way, church? Do you think that we ought to stand side by side by those who may not feel that they have received social justice or by those who feel like their, uh, their political agenda is not being met? Do you think that that's the way we ought to do it? I would say with you, no. My next question for you is, would you say that their message is greater than ours? I don't believe that the message that whatever group is out there trying to push their agenda is greater than the message that we have here at Open Bible Baptist Church. But my question for you this morning is, we would look at those this summer that did destructive things, we would look at those this week that did destructive things and caused violence, and, and we would look at that and we would shake our heads and we say, we just can't believe that. What, what is happening? What is our country coming to? And, and all this, and we would, we would be in disgust and our hearts would be broken. And If they're willing to do that for a message that is not as great as ours, my question for you this morning is, what are you doing to get out the message that's greater than theirs? Amen. See, we would shake our heads and we say, I can't believe it. I can't believe they're doing that. Do you know what God's doing in heaven? Let me not presuppose, but I can't help but use a little bit of sanctified imagination I wonder if he's just shaking his head and looking at his church and saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe that they're not sharing. I can't believe that they're not telling. I can't believe that they're not spreading the gospel. I'd like you to take your Bibles, if you would, please, and stand with me and take a look at Matthew chapter 28. Church, it's our time. It's our time. And in Matthew chapter 28, I want us to take a look at verses 19 and 20 because what I'm talking to you about today is stewarding the mission. This is our stewardship month. We're going to talk about stewarding the mission. And in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now flip over to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2. 
2 Timothy 2.2. 2. The Bible says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Go ye therefore, teach all nations. And then the things that you've heard among the many witnesses, commit to faithful men who's going to teach others also. Let's pray. My Father in heaven, I thank you for the opportunity to be able to share your word. And Lord, I pray that you would help us on this stewardship month and stewarding the mission that we would as a church steward the mission. Lord, I ask that you would be with our country and Lord, I pray that you would be the, with the many different facets and different uh, uh, people and, and the government and I pray that you would bless them and give wisdom and I pray for a smooth transition of power between two uh, individuals and, and Lord, I pray that you would help our country turn back to you. But Lord, most of all, I pray that the church would arise. I pray that we as a church, we would awake, that we would realize that this is our time, that people are looking for something and that they need the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. In thy name we pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Those three verses that I read to you, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, and Matthew chapter 2, 2, is the basis for our mission statement here at Open Bible Baptist Church. Our mission statement is making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ. That's our mission statement. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, and this would really be our key text. It says, so let a man, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. What Paul is talking about here is in, in context, is he's talking about the gospel that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ would be stewarded. There is a stewardship for every single one of us with the gospel. Those of us who know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we have been given the gift of salvation, and we are to steward that gift. Paul uses that term, a steward or a minister, and that idea of a steward is a household manager. I want you to think for just a moment, uh, those of you who have been in church for any length of time, you remember the story of Joseph with Potiphar, how Joseph was sold into slavery and then he became uh, a slave in Potiphar's house and then he did such a good job that, that he moved up the ranks, if you will, and he became the household manager. He oversaw everything in Potiphar's house. He was the steward of Potiphar's house. It was his responsibility to make sure that Potiphar's house, it was protected, and then he had to make sure that it was profitable. And for us as believers, Paul is telling us that we are to steward the gospel. We are to make sure that the gospel is protected. 
You say, what do you mean by that? That there is only one way to heaven. That there is only one Savior. That there is only uh, a Jesus Christ who lived the perfect life. There's not many ways to heaven, but only one. We are to protect that, that it should be pure and that it should be honest and it should be right. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is his death, burial, and resurrection. Anything to add to that, you would say, well, there are some that believe that we must be baptized in order to go to heaven. That's adding to the gospel. We must protect it. That's false teaching. Well, some say, well, you must take the Lord's table to, uh, to, to go to heaven. Wait a second. That's adding to the gospel. That's a false teaching. We must protect the gospel to keep its purity. But just like Joseph, a household manager, protect Potiphar's house, we too are to steward the gospel to protect it, but we are also to see it profitable. See, the profitability of the gospel happens as we share it. The more people that hear the gospel, the greater kingdom impact will have on the world. See, mission 1073 is about one thing. It's about understanding and it's about living out that the mission matters most. Listen, the mission matters most. What's the mission? Making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ. The one thing that open Bible must understand, we must accept the fact that the mission matters most. The mission matters most. The mission matters most. Not your pew. Not your favorite song. Not your friends. Not whether you get to continue to serve in the same place that you've always served. The mission matters most. Say it with me if you would, please. The mission matters most. Say it again. The mission matters most. See, Mission 1073 is a bold, spirit-filled agenda for the future of reaching the next generation with the gospel here in South Jersey and around the world. We don't want this to end with us. See, the reason, listen, the reason that we have the gospel today is because Paul understood that the mission mattered the most. It's because Timothy understood that the mission mattered the most. It's because Titus understood that the mission mattered the most. It's because the Apostle John understood that the mission mattered the most. Had those men preferred their personal comfort, had those men desired what they wanted instead of the mission, we may have never had the gospel. 
If you look at Paul's life, you'll find that his life was not one of comfort, friend. Why? Because the mission mattered the most. Look, about, look at all the times that he was shipwrecked. Look at all the times that he was hungry. Look at all the times that he was beaten. Look at all the times that he was, he was left naked and, and half dead. Look at them all. You can see them over and over again in Scripture. Why did he do that? Because the mission mattered the most. What matters the most to you when it comes to your church? What matters most to you when it comes to your church? See, as believers, we're to steward the gospel. And we as a church, we must always keep the mission of Jesus Christ in the forefront. We must always keep it in the forefront. See, what happens many times, over time, mission drift occurs. It occurs in almost every organization and almost every church. Mission drift occurs. What happens is followers and leaders alike can lose focus of their ministry's true purpose and allow their efforts to become more about meeting their own personal needs than fulfilling the core mission. See, we've got to understand that if this is our time, which I believe that it is, if this is our time, then we must understand it's not about the church meeting my needs. It's about us corporately together. Understanding and living out that the mission of the Lord Jesus Christ is what matters the most. See, healthy churches, you know what they do? They lift up the mission of Christ. They continually reshape, they retool, they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, uh, rephrase their mission. Why? To, to be able to keep it moving forward. And it's imperative for the longevity of Open Bible Baptist Church for all of us to be united around the mission of Jesus Christ. Why? The mission matters the most. The reason that we should unite is because the mission matters the most. When I talk about unity, I'm talking about real unity. I'm not just talking about unity in, in just action. See, real unity means we're going to be more committed to the mission than our personal comfort. Real unity means that we are going to be more committed to the mission than to our personal comfort. Why? Because the mission matters the most. Let me ask you a question. How committed do you want me as your pastor to be to the mission of spreading the gospel? About 50%. I mean, 50% is pretty good. Your answer should be, we don't. Your answer, you say, what do you mean? You don't expect, you shouldn't expect me as your pastor to be committed to the mission at all. What? 
No, you should, be, you should expect me as a fellow Christian to be committed to the mission 100%. It's not about my title. It's about my identity. See, the problem with the American church today is, oh, that's what we pay him for. If that's your attitude, you've missed it. That's not what you pay a pastor for. You pay a pastor to help equip the saints for the work of the ministry so that he's free to be able to do that. See, your commitment should not be based upon my title. My commitment should not be based upon my title. My commitment is based upon my identity. Why? Because the mission matters the most. We must wisely steward the mission. Brother Richard, I'm going to ask you to come up, and I'm going to, we're going to take a look at this a little bit differently And I want you to have your Bibles out and turn to Matthew chapter 28, if you would. And I want us to be able to take a look at what the Scriptures have to say as we go through this. I've got three points for you this morning in what Mission 1073 is. And what we're going to do after this is that on Wednesday night, we're going to broadcast live for you and be able to help even answer more questions. Mm-hmm. To be able to encourage people with the mission. And so I want to bring this to you more as a father would sit down with his family and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is the direction that we're headed in. This is what I would like us to see accomplished as the body of Christ but we're all going to have to be united to be able to see it done. So we've got to wisely steward the mission. Thanks for being here, Rich. Absolutely. So we're looking at Mission 1073, the bold spirit-filled agenda for reaching the next generation with the gospel. Um, And when we break down Mission 1073 today, are we going to look at just for the next 12 months, or what are we looking at as far as our ministry phase? Well, we're going to take a look at uh, for the next five years. The next five years of ministry. We're going to take a look at the next five years of ministry for Open Bible. Do you believe there's specific areas that, as a church, we need to steward well? And if so, what are those areas? Yeah, um, there are three areas. If we're going to steward the gospel, there are three areas um, and steward the mission, I should say, that we need to look at. We've got to look at it globally. We have to look at it locally. And we have to look at it personally. Mm. We have to steward the mission in three ways. And the first way that we're going to take a look at it this morning is, let's take a look at, we must steward the mission globally. Let's take a look at that. In Matthew chapter 28 Uh, In verse 19, the Bible says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And then take a look at Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It sounds like from just these two passages of Scripture that we've been ordered to do something by the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 
This is not something that Pastor Riddell has come up with. This isn't some uh, uh, harebrained scheme that he wants us to be involved in or uh, some promotion. No, this comes right from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we are to steward the mission globally. Yeah, we're currently doing that in a pretty profound way. We're supporting 55 missionaries all around the world, um, and we're also supporting seven missions-based organizations that share the gospel around the world. Um, but as we look into the future, and as we look at the future of Mission 1073, and what that means for Reach 2035 missions, what do you see happening? Well, one of the things that we've got to do is we've got to get to the point where we are um, supporting um, more missionaries in different areas of uh, the world. When I first got here, the majority of our missionaries were in Mexico, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with me, uh, reaching Mexico with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to do that. But the majority of the world does not live in Mexico. Right. Okay, the majority of the world um, lives in the 1040 window. And you'll see there uh, on your screen the 1040 window. Um, it is a rectangular area of North Africa, uh, Middle East and Asia that is uh, between 10 degrees north and 40 degrees north um, latitude. It's called the resistant belt. And the, resistant, the reason it's called the resistant belt is because you'll see there, the green, all the highlighted green, that is predominantly Muslim countries. Yellow is Hindu, red is communist, and orange is Buddhist. Mm. And they are very resistant to the gospel. But do you realize the majority of the people in the world live there? Mm -hmm. There's over 5 billion people that live in that swath of the world. The majority of missionaries go anywhere but there. Yeah. It's the most densely populated but fewest reached people in the entire world. Um, and so over the next five years, we want to be able to get more missionaries specifically here in the 1040 window. Um, what does that mean for our missions giving? How are the missionaries already supported? And then what does that mean for our missions giving moving forward? Well, um, it's by our Reach 2035 giving. That is our grace giving. We just had our missions conference a couple months ago, as you well know. And we've asked everybody to pray about increasing their missions giving uh, and, and uh, to do that. And me and my wife, we've done that. Um, and we continue to do that every uh, single year. Why? Because the mission matters the most. Um, you say, well, how do you do that? You say, Pastor, how do you do that if, um, if you don't get a raise? Well, what we've done is we don't go out to eat as much. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the mission matters the most. Sure. Or we just, we won't go on a vacation the way that we wanted to go on. Maybe we've got to wait for a year or two to save up a little bit more. And it's not that the church does not take care of us. The church takes good care of us. But you say, well, why would you say that? Because the mission matters the most. Absolutely. Going to Disney's great. But somebody going to hell is not. Sure. The mission matters the most. And so by the year 2026, Rich, we want to uh, increase our missionary family by 25 missionaries. Mm -hmm. So in five years, we want to increase our missionaries by 25. You say, well, we usually only take on four. Well, that means we're taking a step of faith. We've only budgeted for four. We only ever budget for four. 
Because four is the perfect godly number of taking on missionaries Amen. in every Baptist church. That's what you're supposed to do. Amen. But if we're going to take on 25 missionaries at $100 a month, mm -hmm. that means that we're going to have to increase our giving. Um, but another way that this is, is, is going to have to take place, we're going to have to increase our physical growth. Absolutely. It's not going to take exactly what we have right now. The Lord's going to have to bless us with more so right. that we can do more. Um, and that's really where our, our church comes together. And that's where we steward the mission, you said globally, but also locally. Mm -hmm. um, and so not only abroad, but how do we sponsor or how do we let the mission go forward here in Williamstown over the next five years? Yeah, um, we're going we're gonna to take a look at that, but I, I just want to um, just mention to you, just for those who are figuring up the math, mm -hmm. that's an increase of $30,000 over the next five years. That's a step of faith. I don't know about you, but I don't have $30,000 just lying around. If you do, please come see me after the service. I'd love to be able to talk with you. <laughs> it's going to take a step of faith. But not only do we have to do it globally, we've got to do it locally. Yeah. I think that goes back to our scripture that we started with too. In Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the world. So what are some of the things that uh, we're going to do locally? I think you got some scripture there, Acts chapter 1 and, and yeah. verse 8. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, if you would, because we go from global to go into all the world and teach all nations. Mm -hmm. Then we take a look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. This is locally. Now remember, this isn't something that I've just schemed up. This is what the Lord's commanding us to do. Mission 1073, making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ. And Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. See, what I need you to understand this morning is that the global stewarding is not disconnected from the local stewarding. Mm -hmm. The global is not disconnected. See, the, they are to happen simultaneously. So as we are supporting missionaries globally, we are also to be supporting our church locally um, and, and making sure that we are reaching people here in the Williamstown area. In order for that to happen, I know some of you might look back and be like, well, you know, we've had so much happen over the last year, and we've seen a lot of wins over the last year. But we kind of came up with two things that we need to be extremely passionate about in order for this to go forward. And so in your mind with scripture and with much prayer, what are the two things that our church needs to be extremely passionate about in order for this mission to go forward? Well, I, I think that in, in for us to be able to reach the next generation, two things, outreach and discipleship, mm -hmm. outreach and discipleship, outreach and discipleship, outreach and discipleship, seeing people saved, and then them discipled, and then them discipling others, seeing them uh, leading other people to Christ, mm -hmm. um, making disciples of Christ who are making disciples of Christ. If it's not fitting into that, it's not part of the mission. Right. 
So in order to do that, number one, outreach. And so this year, specifically, we're going to focus a lot on outreach so that we can get more people that are not saved here in the church and we can share with them the gospel and we can see them start to be discipled. Um, and so what are the things or what are the goals, I guess I should say this, what are the goals that you have for us over the next five years in outreach specifically? In the next five years, and this is very doable, I want to be able to reach 300,000 people with an invitation to Open Bible Baptist Church, mm -hmm. with a gospel invitation. And that is, that is very doable. And we're going to do this um, in two ways. One of the ways is we're going to do it by physical um, outreach. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we do this, what I'd like to see is take 150,000 and do that physically. Reach 150,000 people physically with an invitation. Do you realize, think about this, do you realize that if 200 people in our church commit to the mission matters the most and hand out three tracks a week, we could see 30,000 people, which that's what we would have to do to accomplish for this year, mm -hmm. we could see 30,000 people invited to Open Bible Baptist Church this year. Mm -hmm. If you personally say, I will take three outreach cards and invite three people every week, and we had 200 people commit to the mission to do that, we could have 30,000 invitations go out. I, I got a question for you. Do you believe that God would bless that? Why? We're being obedient. Right. God blesses obedience. Mm -hmm. The mission matters the most. Um, but what, we'll, what we see is we're going to use some big days here. And um, why don't you talk a little bit about those few things that we've got there. So we'll have our big days normally like we would Christmas and Easter. But we're also going to add some new events to the calendar this year. And we'll get to some of those in just a minute. But with each of those big events, we want to be able to pass out 5,000 invitations all around Williamstown to be able to invite people to come to those events. Our summer intern program, which you'll hear about again in just a minute, we want those guys to be door-to-door -door throughout the summer passing out 5,000 invitations. And then, like Pastor said, we want to see through personal outreach a, a, a occurrence of 5,000 invitations throughout this year. Um, and so the first 150,000 of that 300,000 would happen through a physical outreach. Over the next five years. Over the next five years, yeah. See, what I want us to develop here at Open Bible, I don't, I don't have a problem with these, these uh, special days that you've planned. Sure, sure. They're great. You and Tyler put together, they're wonderful things. But you know what I don't want to happen at Open Bible? That those special, oh, that's the time where I go and share the gospel. Mm -hmm. I don't want a segregated Christian lifestyle. I want evangelism to be part of our culture. We ought to be sharing the gospel every day. Well, how do you know that? Because that's what Scripture says. They went from house to house. They went from house to house every day. They're sharing the gospel, telling others about Christ. The Bible tells us as we go, I want our culture here to be the mission matters the most. And if the mission matters the most, evangelism will be our culture. Mm -hmm. If the mission matters the most, evangelism will be 
our culture. So we're going to do this physically. How else are we going to do it? We're also going to do this digitally. Uh, over the last year, obviously, all of us know um, that we sat on a lot more Zoom calls than we ever cared to in our life, and that life has changed, and that people are in this digital age. And we've been able to see, like you said this morning, thousands, tens of thousands of people reached with the message of the gospel over the last year. And so we're going to be um, extremely intentional about our digital outreach this year. And so one of the ways we're going to do that is every quarter we're going to run an ad on all of our social media platforms that specifically asks one thing, come to church on Sunday. Come to church on Sunday so that they can get inside the doors and they can hear you preach the gospel and that they can be saved. And so we'll spend some money this year putting out a digital invite every week for people to come to church, come to church, come to church. And each one of those can easily see between 30 and 40,000 people a year reached in Williamstown and the greater area. Yeah, I think that that's um, it's something that we ought to utilize and put to our advantage. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, I, I heard the other day that uh, the average person touches their phone daily over 2,000 times. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a problem. Or we can take that addiction and we can utilize that for our advantage. Amen. <laughs> so if they're all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitface, and all that kind of stuff, whatever, wow. whatever's out there, whatever platform they're on, and we can get an invite to them, that's what we're going to do. But you know what? There's another way that you can help us with that. Mm -hmm. There's a little button called share. Mm -hmm. So we can have uh, a, a pointed area where we're reaching 30 to 40,000 people every time we do an ad, but then you can actually help us reach more by all the friends that you have, all the, the friends yeah. that you have. Absolutely. And so you'll see a lot of that over the next year. And again, we're doing that because the mission matters the most. We want people to be able to hear the gospel for the very first time. Pastor, aside from all of the details and the, the numbers, what are some things that you're excited about on the calendar for this next year? Um, before, before we get into that, I want you guys to know too, we do have a calendar for each of you today so that you can look forward to in the lobby as you go out. It's a calendar of events, a magnet for your fridge. We've got some other goodies in there to be able to remember this mission. So make sure that you grab one of those on your way out today. Um, but what are some things on the calendar that you're extremely excited about in our in our mission next well, year. Well, one of the things is this outdoorsman night. Yeah. We've never done that before. And I'm looking forward to it. It's on a Sunday evening and it's a gospel outreach. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm a huge outdoorsman. Amen. And uh, you know I like sleeping in the woods and, and climbing up trees and hunting and all that kind of stuff. And so Pastor always takes invitations to go camping um, and to stay outside for long periods of time. That's yeah. what he really enjoys exactly. doing. Exactly. My idea so. of, of camping is a um, uh, five-star hotel. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm suffering the most. But, uh, but I'm looking forward to that, the outdoorsman night. That's yeah. going to be exciting. It really is. We've never done something like this before, and so I'm excited about it. But another thing is we're having here, and it's not on this here, but Coming up shortly on our, one of our Sunday nights, we're having what we call a night of worship, and uh, we're bringing in a special guest, and it's really going to be great. We're going to have singing, and we're going to have scripture reading. It's just going to be a totally different Sunday evening activity, and I'm looking, they're the two things that I'm, I'm really, I'm looking forward to all of it, yeah. but, you know, just off the top of my head, that's, 
That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome year. So make sure you get that. We're doing a lot of things that are new on the calendar and things that I think that you will definitely enjoy. So you might be here today and you might be looking at the things. Maybe you're a part of our church or you've been a part of it for a while. And you think, wow, this seems like we're doing more than we typically would do in a year. And the fact of the matter is, yes, we are. um, Because the mission matters the most. We want to take our time and grow that mission. And so you might ask yourself the question this morning, what does that take? What, do, what resources um, does that take? And so Steve Beppel is our, our CPA, and he's going to be here this morning. Um, if you make your way, go ahead and make your way up, Steve. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about where we are as a church and what we need to do in order to get ready for this mission. And then we'll wrap it up here after Steve today. Right. All right. Yeah, Steve has been, our, um, has been our accountant for, I guess, eight years, maybe seven, eight years, something like that. And uh, very thankful for what him and his company does. And Steve, come on, have a seat. And glad to be able to have you with us. And um, he's the one who, uh, he develops our budget. And uh, then what happens is um, the budget is then uh, looked over and discussed with the deacons. And then if the deacons approve uh, the budget, then it is brought to you folks. And in your, is it, I think you, you, you got it this morning, you got a little, they got a, a little tag there, a little voting um, ballot. If you're a member of Open Bible Baptist Church, we'd like you to vote on, we're going to increase, and Steve will talk about that, um, uh, our budget, and we'd like you to vote on that. Please sign it, and then at the end of the service, just drop it off. There'll be some ushers in the back. You can just drop it off or uh, drop it off at guest services, and then the deacons will, um, uh, will count them. Um, but, Steve, let me ask you something as we go into this. Can we accomplish our mission currently with what, we're, what we uh, have as resources? As a church, I would say yes. Um, if you're talking specifically about missions, the actual mm-hmm. missions giving, um, <clears throat> this year was a little bit different with our missionary budget um, because we were unable to really get a good commitment uh, from our members here that uh, we actually used a specific amount and with discussion with the deacons and pastor and so forth. Um, we only budgeted from the standpoint of your giving $100,000 in our budget for uh, missionary giving. Uh, last year, our budget number for 2020 was 106000 So we tried to be very conservative with that aspect. And uh, I know we have some ring back here. Uh, okay. Uh, but so with that being said, just to give you an idea, from a missionary standpoint, we have budgeted for 2021 uh, almost $130,000 for missionary support. Now, that includes Bible publishing. It also includes uh, something that uh, Pastor felt led to do with our outreach interns uh, uh, for this summer. Uh, But just by that, that's going to allow us to be, we're going to be short from missionary giving versus what our missionary budget is by around $30,000 this year. Uh, Overall, from a financial standpoint, um, you know, we've really done a lot this year. And God has been very good to us as a mm. church. Yeah. Uh, he really has been. and Because uh, giving has been tremendous, mm-hmm. uh, considering all of the upheaval and craziness that we've all been experiencing. 
when you look at the budget, when we take a look at it, what areas of our budget have increased this year uh, versus last year? What are we looking at? What we did this year, because of some of our initiatives, um, we actually did some re reallocating of funds. Uh, but some areas that really had a profound impact on the budget, and it's still probably not enough, uh, is our technology budget. Mm -hmm. um, we increased our technology budget um, by only about four or five thousand dollars. I think we're at about ten thousand dollars annually. Um, to give you some idea of perspective, in 2020, we spent over $25,000 alone in our technology budget mm -hmm. because of all of the changes that we've had to do to make things um, change in our new Zoom um, type of situation. So, uh, But also what we've done is uh, <clears throat> we've allocated some funds related to um, just in general, or we, we have a youth conference now. Um, you know, some of that we, which is new. Uh, we have our interns for uh, the summer now that we've actually included a budgetary number. I don't know, are you going to be talking a, a little yes. bit about that? Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have that. Um, and our missionary, in, you know, increase. Bible publishing, uh, we increase this year. Uh, so just those types of uh, expenditures that we actually increased. Uh, we also did some reallocation of funds where we felt that uh, we weren't going to spend as much money. Transportation, for example, um, you know, hopefully that will change, but at this point we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but we did reallocate some of our expenditures to uh, other areas that needed that support. Yeah, and if you would like a copy of our budget, it's in the back there. We've had it out for a, a week or two, and you can be able to pick that up. And what I would encourage you to do that is if you do have questions, to be able to talk with Steve, but not on Sundays. <laughs> Don't ask him budget questions on Sunday. He's coming here to worship just like everybody else, and uh, he needs to be fed the Word of God uh, just like everybody else. And so I, I know that he would be kind and gracious to answer your questions, but it would be just best to be able to give him a phone call or something like that, and I know that he would be able to get back with you. I'm thankful for Steve and Michelle and uh, the team that he's put together there at his company to be able to um, help our church. They have saved us thousands and thousands of dollars um, just by really what they do for us is um, very, very close to volunteer, to be quite honest with you, uh, by what we're paying them. We are not paying them hardly anything. And um, I'm thankful for that. I, I like getting a million bucks worth of stuff for nothing, you know. And we get great services and, uh, from Steve and, and the team there. And I'm really thankful he's been able to help guide me and give me some direction and be able to uh, give me some wisdom with some of the things and, and understanding uh, uh, financial um, allocating and the trends and stuff like that. So I'm very thankful for that. So again, if you have any questions, please see Steve. Um, uh, but again, not on Sundays. And please, we want you to be able to vote on the budget if you would. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate I, it. I have one thing just to say about the budget on Sundays. I do not bring a copy of the budget with me. <laughs> okay. So, and if you want a detailed information, I will not know it off the top. You could just tell them it's in Pastor's slush fund. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Well, we do have that. Yeah, I, yeah, anyway. Yeah. 
I was supposed. I was hoping people would laugh, but that wasn't too funny. I guess. All right. That's our secret. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Man, that's exciting. And so, what does that mean for us? And this is where we're almost done this morning. But what does that mean for us as a church? Um, what does that look for you in your life every single day to be able to move forward? Mission 1073 there are going to be some things that change about the right. way we do things around here and things that we see around here and the way that we operate as a church. If you're taking notes today, in just a minute, we're going to get to a very important part, probably the most important part of everything we've talked about this morning. What do we expect out of our church every single week? But before we do that, um, let's set the groundwork for personally, what does that mean? As the mission goes forward, structures change. That's okay. Right. But what does that mean for us? I want us to take a look, if you will, please, at Second Timothy chapter 3 um, because we got to steward this mission personally we've got to make sure that we set up to continue the mission for the future we got to make sure that we set up to continue the mission for the future in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2nd second, second Tim, uh, Timothy I'm sorry 1st Timothy 3 15 but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Ephesians chapter 4, now take a look there, verses 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. See, what Paul is talking about is, is a structure. Mm -hmm how church should look or be done in a very broad sense. And so we're to be structured in such a way that everything that we do is pointing to the mission. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do is pointing to the mission to help equip the next generation to carry on the mission. So we've got to take a look at our structure. And the first thing that we're going to take a look at is our staff structure. In our staff structure, we're looking at this summer being able to hire two men who are going to be summer interns. We've already uh, established who they are. We already went and hired them back in November of this last year. Um, they're from Pensacola Christian College, and they're both going to be working on staff here for a 12-week period of time this summer. And their main goal is going to be outreach. Mm -hmm. They're going to be out in the community a whole lot, passing out invites, inviting people to VBS. They'll be working with our youth, with our kids, with our music ministry, our media ministry. Um, but we do that because we're investing in what, the next generation to be able to see the mission go forward around the world. And so that's our first step in our staff structure changing. Yeah, we've got to understand when we say a change, structures change, the mission does not. Mm. Structures change, the mission does not. For example, the first structure that this church had, physical structure, was a front yard. Mm -hmm. Then it moved from a front yard to a basement, a flooded basement. Then it moved from a flooded basement to a a church over on Howard Drive. And then not only did the structure change, but the, the physical structure on the inside changed. That went from one pastor to multiple men on staff and then multiple deacons. So things have changed as ministry changes as, as it grows. And so we've got to understand that structure changes, the mission doesn't. So mm -hmm. we're going to have summer mission, uh, summer missionary interns, but then I want us to take a look at what I call an investment intern, an investment intern. And over the next five years, 
I, I, I want to be praying that God would send us a, a man to be able to work with Open Bible for one year. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Why are we wanting to do that? Well, number one, so that we can have somebody that we've invested into in a high level be able to be sent out from our church, whether to be a church planter or whether to be able to help a church planter grow his church or to be a missionary. But we want him to come for a year and really just let him experience all the different ministries that we offer and then be able to send him out right. and be able to send him out with some finances and some resources to be able to go and do what God is preparing him to do. Yeah, um, so we see our staff structure is a summer missionary interns, a, a investment intern, and then um, volunteer staff. Mm-hmm. And that's where there's a place for you to be able to serve. See, as a ministry grows, needs grow. Absolutely. Um, one example of this is we've really upped our game on uh, social media and technology. And so you've heard the old adage, right? A picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't take a picture to save my life. Just ask my family. I'm always chopping heads off. It's blurry. You do not want me taking pictures. I even bought a camera, and, I, and I, it even helps self-adjust, and I still can't take good pictures, okay? But we need people that can do that mm-hmm. for our social media. Yeah. And, and God may have equipped you to be able to do that. And we've got people that do that here to be yeah. able to help. But we've got uh, clerical needs that could be helped. We, we've got to keep up with people. And, yeah. hey, when you miss church, and, hey, how you doing? And uh, are you not feeling well? And those type of things. And as a church grows, and what we found, especially during this, uh, this very different year, is that, man, to keep up with people, during, it, it, was, it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was overwhelming. And so there are some of the needs that we might have. Yeah, so we believe there's very much truth in the statement that every member is a minister. Every member is a minister. And so if you're not already serving in an area, there's plenty of areas for you to serve in. And so you'll be hearing in the days ahead how you can get involved in serving and in what needs and areas we need the most. Um, And so that is our, our staff structure whether it be an intern, whether it be investment intern or our volunteer staff, but what about our leadership team? What looks different on our leadership team? Over, uh, again, we're looking at a five-year process here. Mm-hmm. And over the next five years, I'd like to add one more uh, family to the pastoral staff. And you say, well, okay, what would his duties be? Um, it may look something like this, assimilation, uh, guest services. It could be uh, small group development and oversight. Um, it could be special events, it could be young adults, it could be media management. Um, I could go on and list another 10 or 15 things that, that, that other staff are doing that could help um, ease some of the burden and some of the load so that we can continue seeing the gospel go forth. Why are we even looking at this? Because the mission matters the most. We've got to steward the mission personally. Yeah, so that's going to be the staff structure that you see change over the next five years. But here's the ministry structure that you're going to see change over the, last, over the next five years. And this is where we want you to write these 12 things down that you can expect from your church, and then we'll be done today. Pastor. Right. If we, if we would all commit to this, to this, that the mission matters the most, real unity is what? What did I tell you? That real unity is that we put aside our personal comfort for the mission, mm-hmm. that we are willing to put aside those things that are comfortable to us for the mission. So there are certain things as we move forward that we're, we can expect. And, and one of the things is we can expect, I, I want you to write this down, what you can expect, you can expect here at Open Bible that we will not accept the status quo. 
We're not going to accept a status quo. You say, what do you mean by that? Healthy, living things grow. We're not, I'm not okay with us four and no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. Well, we're doing okay. What's the big deal? Why is he so urgent about seeing people come to church? Why is he always talking about people coming to church? Why is he always up about all of us inviting people to come to church over and over? I hear that every single Sunday. Because we're not going to accept the status quo. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do that. Um, I think that what we can expect next is we can expect to see new people be with us each week. You know what, folks? Is there anybody in here today? I've never, I don't think I've ever done this before. Is there anybody in here today, here for the first time? Would you just raise your hand real quick? Okay. One. Two. Great. Great. You ruined my illustration, but perfect. <laughs> but thanks for coming. And by yes. the way, fill out a connection card. Fill out a connection card and get a gift after the service. I want to meet you, all right? Um, I'm glad you're here. I, I, I don't, I've never asked somebody to raise their hand like, no, we yeah, don't, we do don't want to embarrass anybody, yeah. but um, we're really glad that you did. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, if there's nobody here, we ought to be disappointed in that. Yeah. That ought to bother us. We ought to come to Sunday with the anticipation that somebody's going to get saved today. Yep. Somebody is going to be there that needs to hear the gospel for the first time or that needs maybe have been out of church and needs to get back in church or maybe changing churches and coming to a new church, but they're here for the first time. I know? think everybody ought to change the church because this is the only church. That, I mean, <laughs> this is the South I mean, if, if you're in South Jersey, this is where you uh, ought to be. Yeah, but this is to- the church. There is no other church like this church, so this must be the church. Amen. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, you ought to expect new people every single week. Yep. So what's next? What else can we expect? We can expect to see people saved. Yep. Folks, we ought to, we ought to expect that. We need to be praying that people come to Christ. Mm-hmm. We need to be praying every day that people come to Christ. I pray every day that God would add unto open Bibles daily such as should be saved. Mm-hmm. Lord, please send us people that we can see, get saved with the gospel. We can, accept, uh, we can expect to see more missionaries sent out around the world. We can expect that. This is what you can expect from your church. We can expect to be challenged each week to reach the people with the gospel. We can expect that. That we're going to be challenged, all of us. Why? Because mission drift happens sometimes if we're not careful. We've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. The mission matters most. We can expect to be uncomfortable at times. I hope, please, I hope some of you longtime members come to me and say, Pastor, I wasn't able to get my pew this past Sunday, and I had to sit in a different place. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Some people say, well, this is my pew. No, it's not. It's not. It's open to everybody. You know? See, we may not always get what we want. You can expect, what else can you expect? To see new staff. That's what we've we talked a little bit about uh, over the next five years as God blesses. We can expect to see people who don't look like us. You know, we don't want everybody to look like us coming mm-hmm. to church. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yep. That's a real problem. You know, I remember when I first got here, um, I started putting signs up all over the place to tell people where things were, and people were coming. Why are we putting up all these signs? We know where everything's at. <laughs> That's an indictment against yourself. Mm-hmm. If everybody in this church knows where the nursery's at, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. 
If everybody knows where the bathroom's at, if everybody knows where the pastor's office is at, if everybody knows, that's a problem, folks. That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. Yeah. What else can we expect? We can expect to see disciples of Christ making disciples of Christ. What else can we expect? We can expect an attitude of complacency will not be a part of our operating procedures. An attitude of complacency is not going to be a part of our operating procedures. What else can we expect? Lastly, we can expect an attitude of mediocrity will not be a part of our thinking. You say, Pastor, why are we doing this? Because the mission matters the most. Do you realize that the reason that Jesus Christ came was because the mission mattered the most? Jesus Christ didn't come to be praised because he wasn't. He was hated. Jesus Christ didn't come to be lauded as the King of kings and the Lord of lords because he wasn't. He was crucified as a criminal. See, the mission mattered the most to the Father. And in John chapter 3 and verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, God sent his son because the mission mattered the most. It mattered the most because he loved you. It mattered the most because he loved me. And it matters the most because there's a people outside of our walls that are without Christ and that need to hear the gospel. Now, what they do with that is up to them, but it is our job to make sure that we keep the mission at the heart of all that we do. And the reason that we are doing what we are doing, the reason why we want to see more gospel invitations go out, the reason why we want to see you step out by faith and give more, the reason why we want to be able to send more missionaries, the reason why we want to be able to put more people on staff, the reason why we want to have more volunteers plugged in around our uh, campus is because the mission matters the most. It's not about our comfort. It's not about our name. It's about getting the gospel to a lost and dying world. Amen. Friend, if someone did not care about you and about the mission, you and I, we would be on our way to hell. But because someone decided that the mission mattered more than what somebody's going to think of me, the mission mattered more than their personal comfort, the mission mattered more than their own personal finances, you and I have been able to come to Christ. The reason that we have this building is because the mission mattered the most. And it wasn't just to look good. And it wasn't just to be pretty. But it's to have people in those seats where you're at to be able to hear the precious word of God and to know that there is a God in heaven who sent his son because he loved them with an endless love. Because the mission mattered the most. Hey folks, thank you so much for watching today. I hope that it was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you don't know Christ, your personal Savior, and you accepted Him today into your life, and, and you put your faith in Him, I would like to send you free of charge two things. First, I'd like to send you this book, Done, is written by a friend of mine, What Other Religions Don't Tell You About the Bible, and then secondly, a brand new Bible, just like this one, I'd like to send to you. So please, do me a favor. 
first, I'd like to hear about your commitment to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill out the electronic connection card right below. Click the link. When you fill that out, put your address in, and I will be happy to send this book done and this brand new Bible free of charge to you. God bless you, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.